Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. ¿Qué sabes de escribir novelas vos? Quiero escribir sobre la causa de Morales. El tipo va todos los días a las terminales a ver si encuentra al asesino, doctora. Es como si la muerte de la mujer lo hubiese dejado ahí detenido para siempre. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of You Mean You Haven't Seen. And this week it's the Argentine drama The Secret in Their Eyes from 2009. Uh, this is directed by Juan José Campanella and stars Ricardo Darín and Soledad Villamil. Uh, but first, uh, let's say hello to Roly. Hola. Oh, hola and hello Merv. Hello. How are you going guys? Good, good. good. Great, excellent. So um, now Roly, you were asking before who hadn't seen this one i yeah. saw it i saw it maybe 10 years ago when it first came out mm -hmm. um so you haven't seen it roly before i had recently? not seen the film before i'd never mm -hmm. heard of the film before okay and merv had you seen this one before no no i hadn't okay cool well as first time viewers guys what did you think roly i think i think you snuck this film in <laughs> because it's got a soccer scene in it <laughs> And that otherwise you wouldn't have even suggested it. Bollocks. <laughs> I think you, I think you're, you're, I don't, I don't know. I, I liked the film though. I, okay. I thought it was an all right film. I'm not sure it was a great film. I think there's, I had a couple of issues with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. We can get to, but. Um, I take, um, I take personal offense to you suggesting that I, I only watch films that have soccer stuff. Mate, in them. as soon as I saw that soccer scene, I was like, he's done. This is what he's done. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to turn into a full soccer film now somehow. It was pretty intense. That, look, that was great. That scene, wasn't it? Well, I guess, it, well, this is the irony is it was probably the most exciting scene in the, in the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. For me anyway. Okay. Fair play. Uh, Merv, what did you think? It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like where this is going already. Go, Bart, go on. Ah, oh, uh, it had three good scenes. Merv, come closer to the mic. Sorry, it had three good scenes, and the rest, i got to say, I found it a tad ponderous. Mm. Okay. Um... Yeah. My main problem okay. was the main character. He was just a boring, lazy, stupid asshole. <laughs> uh, hang on. Are you talking about the uh, Esposito? Ben. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. Oh. Really? Really? Okay. <laughs> I thought he, he sort of hung it together, this film. I think he's a great actor, this guy. I'm sure he's a great actor. His character sucked. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, so can we sort of... Get, get a little bit of background on this because probably nobody else knows what we're talking about, if anyone listens to this. Um, mm. This is set... Let me read. I've got, I've got the book. It's based on a book, the same name, by Eduardo Saccheri from 2005. Let me just read this first part here, just to maybe it'll open some, some windows for people. Uh, at the time of the novel, the Argentine judiciary was divided into two jurisdictions, investigative courts and sentencing courts, judges, which were examining magistrates, presided over investigative courts, and every judge's court comprised two clerk's offices. A clerk employed about eight people, of whom the second in command was the deputy clerk and chief administrator, 
the position held by this novel's protagonist, Benjamin Chaparro, or Esposito in the film. Does that make any sense, guys? Does that open any little wormholes for you? I'm sitting here wondering if that should be pronounced clerk, but maybe I'm just going to embarrass myself. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's East Coast, or West Coast, Australia. Clerk? Is it spelt with an E? It's an E, yeah. Yeah. Murph, how do you say that? Uh, I always thought it was the clerk of the court. There you go. But maybe that's my that's my. Uh, no, no. It's a clerk who possibly works in a shop. Yeah. Okay. I Different. Might be. Hmm. <clears throat> I'd, I'd probably I'd say clerk for both, but yeah. Yeah. Irrelevant anyway. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Anyway, so because there is a little. I mean, he's not a cop. He's not a judge. He's a deputy clerk of this of this court, so it's a little bit of a strange um, yeah. legal system they got going there. He's a lawyer, right? He's not a lawyer. We could look at him as a lawyer. I just kind of looked at him as a lawyer. Yeah, that's he's, what, I mean, we have... Yeah, he's part of the prosecution. He's kind mm -hmm. of a... He does the groundwork for the case to get all the evidence together and then... To try and convict, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought the more... in stuff that I had to research to clarify things was actually the political situation, which does okay. impact the second half of this film quite heavily. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and the book as well quite heavily too, actually. Oh, you did do some research, Merv. Afterwards, yes, because I there's right. a few little murky things I was unsure about. When I read some of the political situations, I went, oh, okay, now I understand why some of these things happened and why certain characters mm. kind of did things we i mean yeah. let's set up the spoilers now i think we'll have to spoil this because there's oh, here we go. what you what are you going to do talk about it <laughs> it's not a new film we haven't even I think got there yet. but yes, yeah but i'm it. not saying we can't spoil it um mm. uh but yeah i'm just not sure first of all i had something else to say about it but now oh, sorry go, now, on, go on i've forgotten now because you went into <laughs> spoilers territory <laughs> Never mind. That shook you to your core. It <laughs> Spoilers, no. 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 Um, no. Okay, yeah, no. So um, based on this, there there is a, um, a spot in this film where suddenly, and I think this relates to not understanding the political situation very well, uh, suddenly the case was closed. Mm. And I, I, was, I was quite unsure why this case hadn't, I felt there was not enough explanation as to why the case was closed. And, you know, he was very angry about it and all the rest, but I still didn't know why the case had been closed. I just was kind of left to assume that there was a, um, uh, you know, there was an evil force mm. at play. I, um, I, I don't think so. And I'm just using the, the info from the book as well. So I'm sort of cheating a bit, but they just closed the case in the book because it had gone past the, the general time left open for cases. That was about six months, I think, or three oh. months in the book. And the stuff with his ex-colleague Romano, I think his name was, is that right? The the, the little shit in the um, office where they oh, went the to see. Oh, the drunk guy? No, no, the other dude, his ex-colleague. Ex oh, the, the old, yeah, okay. Um, that That's where the, uh, the nasty stuff started happening. I think it was closed earlier because they just didn't have any leads or they couldn't find... Um, uh gomez could they so interesting though yeah because you're you're not obviously from seeing the film you're not sure of that either 
Yeah, I don't think it was necessary. That that hadn't come into it yet, though. I just thought, well, they've closed the case because they didn't get anywhere with it. That's what mm. I thought when I first saw it, if I can remember back that far. Mm. Well, that was that was point one where I where I was a bit. Yeah, mm. I'm with you, Roll. I just found it odd that well, we can't solve the case, so we just close it and never open it again. Mm. It's like, like okay. you haven't solved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not Hollywood. You know? no, at least tell us why. Well, no, yeah, tell even, us why. Even in Australia, I mean, if you don't, you know, cases are there's cold cases. This was closed, and you know the fact that um, Arena, um, his boss yeah, was Irene, like, yeah. "Oh, I have to do. You know, you can't just open up a case again." So I think it had something to do with protecting. I said once I kind of read up on the what was happening in Argentina at the time. And it was all, you know, mm. setting things up um, for the second half of the film. Right. Uh, well, according to the book, no, that that stuff didn't happen until he was actually caught and put in jail. Then he was he was co-opted into their cause for, to work for the for the um, junta, the military junta. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It, it seemed okay. like in the I didn't really show it in the film, I guess, but in the yeah. book it says. Yeah, he. They just couldn't get him after six months, so they just put it aside. I guess closed. I guess sort of, you know, put it in storage yeah. or something. I mean, the film has to stand on its own. I mean, you can't have to be, rely on the book for. No, for but no, but I, I, I guess I'm defending it here because I didn't see that as a problem when I first watched it ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I mean, I just went along with it. Okay. okay, they've got nowhere with it, so they have to close it. It's it's a device isn't it it's a device to get him shitty and make him break the law a little bit and that kind of stuff so yeah hmm. okay merv you still there yes yes you did i think you dropped out for a second yes okay, i did that's right. i'm back okay good. <laughs> lost interest that's all um, no no i want to bring up the typewriter no. okay um you know i enjoyed the little typewriter motif that kept coming back Okay. And I thought, you know, this is actually a positive on the film. I thought that was skillfully done. Um, the letter A, which keeps coming in and out. Mm-hmm. And do you notice at the end when he puts, he changes the uh, the letter A on the note. He adds a little A in the note. Well, and it uh... comes in, instead, the little note next to his bed, Ooh. I fear, right? Mm-hmm. Which yep. is, oh, sorry, my phone's on. Um, the little I fear note that he puts next to his bed, he adds an A in the middle. Yeah. And somehow within Spanish, that becomes something about love or. So I it was love te, or... te temo was fear and te amo, I guess, is I love. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't so the, the missing A from the typewriter that keeps going from <laughs> throughout the decades, you know, from yeah. one place to another, turns yeah. up in the, you know, in the piece of paper next to his bed. That was Ooh. nice. Well like spotted, that. yeah, good. Well spotting, Rolly. Fantastic. My wife. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't you I at all. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. That's good. But um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I noticed the typewriter. But, mm. Yeah. There's um, so this case is it hinges around this case, and the backdrop is the military junta from seventy what seventy six or something to seventy five. Seventy five, seventy six. The film's set in seventy four. And the right. junta starts seventy five, seventy six. Right. So, uh, behind you know, behind all that is is just a case of of murder, basically. And it 
Yeah, it, the I guess it's it does seem pretty bog standard until you kind of get to the end, doesn't it? Even then, it got a bit bog standard for me. I mean, really? I, I well, hmm. yeah, I thought the end there was the, the end was set up nicely. Mm. Yeah, you know that that conversation um, between him and the husband, and then bang, you know, he went, oh yeah, this actually, you know, I thought the the setup for that was done really well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Kind of like you expect, oh, what horrible things? Oh, is he actually? Did he actually murder his wife? What? And then, mm. oh, yeah, you're, you're definitely point. wondering that. Yeah, there was payoff in that. I found. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, because I, I've seen this before. I read the book, and only at the end of that second viewing of the film recently, I realised. Oh, hang on. So he asked it. So Esposito asked Morales a question in that kitchen. He said something like, how did you learn to live without your wife? And how do you do it? He's saying, how does this happen? Because he's living without Irene simply because he doesn't have the guts to sort of, you know, ask her out. Okay. He's a loser. <laughs> okay. So anyway, they're, they're both living without the women in their lives. And it kind of, I thought when it go to the big picture, it's kind of reflecting those troubles, isn't it? Where like thousands of people went missing from people's lives mm. during that junta. So, yeah, it's kind mm. of clever. It's sort of removed once and then again to the bigger picture even. So I like that about it too. That was good. My other problem with the film was <clears throat> the scene in in the office mm. where, um, where she, uh, Irene, becomes convinced uh, that, the, that the guy committed the murder. Oh yeah, and the way they they drew the admission out of him, I just thought was not very convincing. Yeah, it, I, it was a little bit. <clears throat> oh, A plus B must equal C. He looked at my breasts, therefore he must have raped that woman. You know, it was just a little bit simplistic. It didn't it didn't live up to some of the standards set in the rest of the film for believability. I'm I'm kind of glad you brought that up because in the book it's Sandoval who does that, not mm -hmm. Irene. Well, he looks at Sa Sandoval tits. <laughs> How does that work? Let, let's step back a little. Um, Sandoval comes comes in pretending to be drunk and he's sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck, this guy can't have done it. Look at him, he's a fucking piss yeah, weak. You yeah. know, he was just so he did the same style of thing, but he just went on and on and tried to rile this kid and yeah eventually he did get him to to sort of um showboat i guess and brag but yeah th there was no um sexual connotation in the book of of that uh, confession yeah. yeah i mean yeah and it wouldn't have yeah it even without the sexual if that was not there you know the same thing could have happened and it still wouldn't have been that convincing maybe on the page it it is but mm, yeah not much more situation. to be fair yeah, not much more. I mean, you're just thinking that that's surely he's got to be. It's and then it, well, then it's also yeah, thinking, it's pretty thick to do that. Yeah. You're also thinking, oh, am I just missing the culture here, and the time? Yeah, maybe the, the peculiarities of the time mm. uh, where is being represented. But also, I think it's just you know they haven't nailed every single nail no. all the way in in this. Um. I'm going to say, I think the film did portray, you know, that 
you know, supposedly Kisla and all that. It was a very, you know, all the workplaces were extremely sexist. Mm-hmm. The blokes were all very misogynist and all the rest of it. So, you know, the idea of a woman, you know, telling a bloke that he was a pathetic individual, it did kind of fit within that yeah. sexual dynamic within the movie that, you know, the blokes were kind of, you know, believe they're all, you know, big studs and all the rest of it when they probably mm. weren't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, just with it. Look, I've just remembered something. There's a really great scene in a football stadium. Did you notice that one, Rolly? <laughs> you know what? That was a really um, quite an amazing shot to come in. It was like yeah. a drone shot. It's it's about six it minutes, and I couldn't spot the cracks. I mean, if no, there were no, edits, yeah. well, I, I don't know how they did that. But there's a little thing name? I have yet to see on a uh, 2009, I think. Okay, but, so CG. Yeah, but there's a little. There's a little making of that shot, I think, on on some site on on the web, which I'm about to look at actually after this. But I saw a little bit of it, and it, they're actually jumping off the stand when into that little culvert that he jumps into um, with him. Uh, like there's a sort of there's strings on them and stuff. So yeah, it looks it looks like they've tried to do it as mechanically as possible. But yeah, from the helicopter to the to the stands of the stadium, what happened there? It's great cameraman on a flying fox or something or maybe i don't know yeah but well, yeah, that's that's fantastic it's a, it's a great uh, middle part of the film if only the whole film was sort of set around a football stadium mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, would have been even better i quite like this i i think you guys are more down on this than i am by the sounds of it yeah i i said uh, the middle i said i've got three scenes which saved the movie well three scenes in the character that saved the film for me go on that opening scene when you know he's walking along joking with the blokes uh, ben's walking along joking with the other cops and then when he sees the body mm. i mean that that was a real punch in the guts you know mm. you actually saw you yeah. know oh, just another murder and you actually you did see the impact it had on him mm. i thought that was actually really well done you kind of without seeing too i mean too much you really could see the brutality of what happened and how it did impact him. And you kind of can see why he did become obsessed yeah. with it. I said that football scene was great fun, you know, the chaos, the crowd. Mm-hmm. You kind of got that real sense of um, just the that everything you hear about South American football just being a bit, you know, kind of packed and... They're standing on these almost standing terraces. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. standing terraces. Yeah. Um, and and the final scene where you know they discover um, what the husband had done with um, the bloke had killed his wife. You know that was those rates. Mm. And of course, yep. the one person we do have to also remember is good old Pablo, who oh, oh, yeah. I thought was just one of the best. He characters took one in for the, the team, didn't he? He certainly did. He was um, well. He was the smart guy. He, you know, he was. Yeah. I don't know he was the one who actually kind of solved it yep, the, uh, in many ways the al- alcoholic um, genius mm. yeah. The yeah well he was he was mm. you know and plus the great joke of it was whenever they ring his office he go was it this is the morgue or this is the yeah sperm bank or something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know he was lazy as well but at least he was clever in his laziness mm. they I, apparently this actor is a famous comedian or comedy actor in argentina guillermo franchella or Franchella. And All right, it, you can tell. Yeah, I, I think he. he yeah, he, this was beefed up. This role was beefed up for yeah. him because in the book he he doesn't die in the way that he died in the film. It's just off 
it's completely off. He died of alcoholism when um, Esposito was off in Hoi Hoi up in the yeah. Andes, you know. So mm. he doesn't really have that that much of a a big role to play in the book. It's kind of third, fourth, maybe maybe even fifth sort of rank character. But yeah, I think they may have beefed it up for for this actor. So. Which the problem was is by beefing him up, he just showed what a loser Ben was. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Where, I don't know why you've got you got the beef on yeah, against I, this guy. Not, I didn't mind him too much, but oh, he yeah. was what he was did barely had an original idea. He basically was anything that came along was the stuff that Pablo had done or whatever, and he was you know constantly making pathetic puppy eyes at Irene. It was way too good for him. Yeah, well, that's and, but that's the thing that and that's what what he was accused of being like. You're out of her league, and that that um he was. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Merv, <laughs> well, gee, okay. Where Merv stands on, <laughs> and I mean, it even started off. You know, when he first walks back into the offices, go, everyone's just kind of like, "Arsehole, loser." Right. No one respected him. Well, I think he had more of the sense of a real character in a way, so I didn't yeah. mind it for that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, probably I'm. This is the case with seeing a film, then reading the book of it, and then seeing the film again. I'm kind of in the middle of both, both of the stories, so I, I kind of can see his character in the book and the film now. And I think he comes across a little bit better in the in the book, actually. Well, because he can at least create, you know, your own head. Yeah. Kind of those elements where. But I was seeing him as Darin, as Ricardo Darin, because I remember him from that film. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I. I Never, well, I don't ever remember seeing this guy before, and you know, I did read that he was a big actor and all that, but mm. oh, him, I just couldn't care less about it. <laughs> I said, outside that, you know, first scene, well, I thought, all oh, right, this guy's, yeah. And after that, he's just a bumbling, as I said, lazy coward. Well, I did have, <laughs> have a thought about the end of the film. Mm. <clears throat> um, that particular way that the, well, the, you want to spoil it? Go for it. If you want to spoil it, I'm happy no, with that. Need, let me show you how we don't need to. The particular fate, if you would call it, that that the um, bad guy character meets at the end, mm-hmm. I, I've kind of seen that before uh, in the Walking Dead TV series, and I, I uh, felt like it was done a lot better there. Okay. I, I um, haven't seen much. I've seen so, one series of that. So when this one came around, I was thinking, oh, you know, I had a, I knew what, you know, I knew kind of what to expect. And then, then when I saw it, when I saw him at the end, I was a bit disappointed. So you, you predicted this, did you? No, no. Oh, no, no. Only right at the end mm. you know, when it was more obvious what was going on. And well, they so get, I they... thought, wait, you know, but when you see him, it, it was just like, meh. Okay. Do, do you think they kind of, um, I, I mean, they, they showed, a flashback of him shooting him in the the, the boot of the car, right? Mm. Mm. Which it's it's almost. I mean, that's an un, unreliable narrator straight off the bat, right there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because yeah. we're supposed to we have to, we have to think he's done that, don't we? Unless we're always assuming the flashbacks are bullshit. So. Yeah, well, that's I mean, the it, good thing about a flashback. You don't mind so much if you find out that that wasn't mm. necessarily the case. Yeah, true. Know. yeah, that's a good point, though. Yeah, the unreliable narrator uh, is it is it more acceptable in a flashback? 
Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. If it's in the whole film, you'd be you'd be really you'd be puzzled. Lost, yes. That's the yeah. only time an unreliable narrator is used in film. In flashbacks. Yeah. <clears throat> mm, I don't know. I'm thinking of sort of Nolan stuff now. Maybe Memento. That's a. Mm. Is he is he unreliable or just forgetful? <laughs> He's a, he's a manipulated narrator. Oh, that's still unreliable. Yes. Okay, there we go. In my book, so yeah. yeah. Um, oh, just a just a little side note on this. This this film won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film uh, of 2010, I guess, um, beating, amongst other films, A Prophet and The White Ribbon. You know about these films? Nope. Okay, they're incredible. Really, really fantastic films. This, I think, this is pretty good. This secret in their eyes, but doesn't hold a candle to those two gems. And yeah, the the Academy again showing its its worth by um, I don't know. Maybe they went the safe option. I'm not sure. Well, but... You know why? Because they were probably soccer fans. They thought, well, this, this one's got a soccer. <laughs> They're fan. Americans. They're Americans. They don't like soccer. Uh... <laughs> they might have been yeah, Italian big generalization. Americans. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a quite a, quite an odd one. It was a good, I mean, look at that. It's a pretty good year for, for, you know, films not in the English language anyway. So, wow. yeah. Oh, did I, one thing I have to men mention, um, there was a really great, um, one shot of a soccer stadium, Rolly. Do you want to go back and have a look at that? <laughs> Can we please uh, do that again? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Just have one more look at that. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. Any final notes, guys? No, I'm Merv? done. You're done? No, no, it's, oh, I've seen it. You know, it wasn't a waste of an evening, but at the same time, I'll probably forget it pretty quickly. Would you go and watch the American version then? Uh, well, it was on my list because I know it's on one of the streaming channels. It was on my list mm. of things to watch beforehand. I just thought it had to look like it had an interesting cast. Okay. But now I'm <laughs> not so inclined to. Well, you kind of know. I kind of know the story. Yeah, you know the wrinkle now, don't you? So. Yeah, yeah, another wrinkle, you know, so it's like, meh. Let me ask you yeah. something, Shady. Uh, sure. Do you like the film as much after this podcast, now that we've done it, as you did before we started this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't care what you guys say. You must know that by now. <laughs> we haven't raised any <laughs> doubt in your mind at all. I think we have. I think there's a no. little thing of doubt in there now. No, I don't. I, I, I don't think we so. Ask me again. Ending this one for another podcast anytime soon. Here's, actually, I've got a question. Which one did you enjoy more, the film or the book? Film or the book? Ah, uh, ooh, that's a that's a good one. Um, pro, ooh, film. I think, and I, really? yeah, and I think probably because of the the main actor. I, I like him. I like watching him. He's got a really craggy, um, interesting face. Yeah, the only thing interesting about his character. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Know. I think they were both. I mean, because I'd already seen the film, so I knew what was going to happen in the book. You know, it wasn't a surprise. So, yeah, I'd have to go film still. Yeah, but thanks for the question, uh, <laughs> guys. Thank you very much for tonight. Uh, we'll see you again another time. Uh, uh, thank thank you, guys. Good night. Bye, Rolly. Good night. Bye. 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 Cheers. Los ojos hablan.